Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. The fourth thing that you must be intentional about if you are a powerful, impactful, influential leader is you must be intentional about creating other leaders. Everybody in this room has been successful. But now that you are in the leadership seat, your job is to create other leaders. That is how you amplify your impact. And that is how you multiply value for your firm. And I know for those of you who are executors like me, it's hard to let that go. I am a natural executor. I get all of my jollies from checking it off of the list. But if at the end of the day, I'm mired down in execution, I will not be able to amplify the impact. My job is to create other leaders, to give those things that have been on my list to other people so that they can cut their leadership seat. You must be able to see how that will multiply value for your organizations. Because if all roads lead back to you, by definition, your success and your organization's success is going to be capped because you are one woman, you are one man. So your job is to create other leaders. And the way that I got myself off of that is I had to use some baseball imagery. I said, Carla, the outstanding executor, the woman who's taken all those companies public, the, the woman who has helped companies raise hundreds of billions of dollars, she's standing on first base. But Carla, the visionary, the person that can motivate people to do things beyond that which they even thought that they could do, the person that can create more shareholder value for this organization through her innovative thoughts and creating other things and thinking ahead about how we can maintain our leadership five years from now, 10 years from now. She's standing on second base. Well, Carla, you cannot get to second base with your foot still on first. You have to be willing to let it go. And you cannot hold on so tightly to that which you have been simply because you cannot see all the way where you're going. You have to be willing to let that go if you really want to have an opportunity to outperform in this new role as a leader, someone who creates other leaders, somebody who amplifies their own success. The next thing that you must be intentional about is diversity. It does not just happen. It does not just happen. I'm here to tell you, you have to be intentional about it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have homogenous thought at your decision-making table, you will have a gap in your go-to-market strategy. And maybe you've done it one way for 20 years and there was no perceived gap, but given how the demographic shift is happening in this country, I will tell you that you will have a gap in your go-to-market strategy. I don't need the na to name the names of those outstanding brands that we all know and love that have had huge brand infractions in the last couple of years because they had homogenous thinking at the table when they decided on that ad. They had homogenous thinking at the table when they put together their procedures and processes such that things happened when they went out there. Every company in the past had three constituents, their shareholders, their customers, and their employees. There's a fourth constituent today, and that is community. And if you listen to millennials and Zers talk, 
the community word is one of the most important words in that generation. And guess what? Community is powered by this thing called social media. Something that many of us didn't have to worry about 20 years ago, not even 15 years ago, but today it is very real. So if you want to be able to grow your business, you have to be thoughtful about that. And you have to be thoughtful about making sure that you have every perspective at the table. And the reason I argue that you must be intentional and it doesn't just happen, as a black woman, I would say that I am very aware and I'm always thinking about diversity and inclusion. But I just told you I built an innovation lab at Morgan Stanley three years ago and two years, 18 months into it, I looked around and my entire team were women. Whole team was women, not an ounce of testosterone to be seen anywhere. And I went, oh my goodness, I did it. That was multicultural. But I said, oh my goodness, I did it. Me, someone who's really aware. But when you are in a dynamic, competitive environment where things are moving quickly, when you're in an environment where it's all about growth, 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 you're just grabbing at the bodies and all of us will go to the familiar. That's just who we are. So you have to be intentional about making sure you go this way. The next hire was a really great guy. Why? Because I was intentional. I saw a great five candidates that, five, that were all women, and I was tempted because we were in a hurry. But I said, ah, 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 you're going to have the same problem. So I waited. I waited another month and found a great guy. And the next hire was a great guy. Now I feel very good about the decisions that my team made, and the competition is coming. They've all announced that they're going to do something similar. But boy, am I feeling really comfortable that not only do I have a lead, but I have great thinking at the table, and I've covered every base. But you have to be intentional, ladies and gentlemen. It won't just happen. The next thing that you must be intentional about is innovation. You must be intentional about innovation and making sure that your team has a really well-developed muscle around thinking innovatively. I tell organizations that I speak to today, I said, who is your blank sheet of paper team? And they look at me, the blank sheet of paper. I said, yeah, somebody should be sitting in the office, your best minds thinking about how do we reimagine what we do? We've been doing this for 40 years, but if we had to start today in 2019 with a blank sheet of paper, how would we build this business? How would we engage with clients? You know, how would we actually put forth our products? How fast would we innovate with a new product? What partners would we build? It doesn't make sense to bring everything in-house. The name of the game is outsourcing and collaboration, especially if you want to move quickly. Use somebody who's an expert in that and bring them as your partner. How do we think about that? We didn't think about partnerships. We're a 40-year-old business. We're a 30-year-old business. We didn't think about partnerships in the same way. Proprietary, everything being proprietary is what was valued. But today, the value is who are you partnered with? Who are you partnered with? Who's on your platform? You are the platform. Who's on your platform? So how would we reimagine this business? We have the opportunity. And so you can't be so focused on execution that you're not thinking about your own 2.0. And every individual in this room should be saying, what does me 2.0 look like? I love what I'm doing. I don't want to change what I'm doing. But what does me 2.0 look like? What's the next iteration? Because if you don't think about it, you will miss it. And you will be passed in this environment because it's moving quickly. Now the question is, how do you teach your teams how to innovate? You must teach them how to fail. You must teach them how to fail. Ladies and gentlemen, if they are afraid of failing, they won't innovate. They won't reach far enough. 
They'll be too afraid of what might happen if they fail. And that's a big deal for millennials and Zers. They are scared to death of failing. Those of us who are a certain age, we failed a couple of times, so we know you can get over that. It'll all work out. But think about it. When you were 28 and somebody says, oh, it'll all work out, you didn't believe them. Well, they don't believe you. So you have to create that environment. And the way that you do that is when somebody has failed, you celebrate the failures. You celebrate the failures. You say, oh, Dan, this was going to cost us. Oh, that was a huge, colossal failure. But y'all, let's give Dan a hand because he took the risk. And let's talk about what we all learned because he tried. What are the three lessons that came from his try that will infect and impact not only our next try, but perhaps our success? But you have to be careful about your reaction as the leader. As my grandmother used to say, a burnt child is afraid of fire. If you do not behave well on the back of that, that failure, they're not going there again. They're not going there again. And the same thing with your clients. So be very careful about your reaction to a mistake. Be very careful because you don't want to shut down people's ability or their appetite to innovate because that's how you win in this environment. That's how you win. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am super excited about Sales Mastery 2020, the live digital experience. This is the first time in the 28 year history of Sales Mastery that we've actually gone entirely digital, responding to the market, and we're gonna be broadcasting the event live. What does this mean for you? Well, first of all, front row access, yes, front row access to the longest running event and most extensive training event in the industry, bar none, and 30 days of access to every session after the event has concluded. No airfare, no hotel reservations, no extra expenses, just cutting edge content from world-class speakers, trainers, and industry experts delivered straight to you in the comfort of your own office or home. Click the link in the show notes and check out the speakers, panels, and agenda. Over 10,000 attendees have already registered. Secure your spot today.